Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. Alrighty guys, look, confession time. If you don't already know, I'm a bit of a geek in sheep's clothing. I've been interested in tech or working in the tech industry all my life. And uh, bringing on an app developer was like coming home. It was easy, comfortable, and I was naturally curious. Now, why, you might be asking, am I interviewing an app developer? Well, he's no ordinary app developer. Daniel Wood is the creator and founder of two hugely popular fitness training apps. One is Heavyset and the other is Seconds. We're going to talk about both of those in this episode, but we're also going to explore what it takes to develop killer apps. Apps that go viral, apps that get very popular, apps that rank in the app store. So you're going to hear a little bit about Daniel's journey how many downloads he's getting, the kind of success of his business, how long it's taken. And then, of course, we pivot into the features and unique proposition of Heavyset. In my opinion, Heavyset is the weightlifting app you want. It's a weightlifting app done proper by someone who lifts and codes. I love it. I've enjoyed the experience of using this app so much that I reached out and forged a technical integration, a collaboration between Heavyset and Adaptation's hyper workouts, which are expertly written weight training blocks that you can follow throughout the year. So now you can make deliberate progress in the gym. You can get your head down, work hard, get those PRs, love your workout, make progress, make progressive overload the number one thing and not fuck around with putting values in all the time, having inflexible workouts, just getting frustrated with the user experience. That's gone. This app is the nuts. And the integration is beautiful, seamless, easy. You just need to go to adaptnation.io forward slash hyper workouts. Check out anyone you like, press a button, import that hyper workout into Heavyset, and away you go with a free trial. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Hope it piques your curiosity. And hey, let me know how you get on with Heavyset because I think it is amazing. Enjoy. Adaptation. Guys, you would have heard me talking about my training quite a lot on the Adaptation podcast and also on the website. We label it hyper workouts, and these are training blocks, phased annual training blocks that guide me through my workout with an intent to get the body goal that I'm after by the end of 2019. So they're expertly designed both by myself and Bryn Jenkins, who's a personal coach. And they have been fantastic. I can personally attest to the value, the real-world usability, and most importantly, the enjoyment factor. But there's one big piece of the puzzle that's been missing for mass adoption, and that's taking the hyper-workouts routines and easily getting them into the hands of everybody else going, in, going into the gym. You know, we've got a great website, tutorials, videos, design intent, you know, downloadable assets. But unless it's easy to use, we found that people just are not adopting these training programs as much as we'd like. So with that, and also acknowledging that the fundamental law of developing muscle and physique is progressive overload, I was hell-bent to try and find a solution which gave you both a way to direct and guide your workouts easily with just a couple of clicks of a button and two, help guide whoever wants to follow these workouts with a means of tracking and measuring progress, progressive overload, which is weekly additions of volume and extra weight and sets. And after lots of due diligence and personal testing, I stumbled across a fantastic app called Heavyset by a company called Runloop. Now, what is Heavyset? Heavyset for, for me is the most user-centric and feature-rich weight training app that I've seen for people who lift and want real results. It's simple, but powerful. It focuses on progressive overload and tracking, which was really important to me, and 
Dan or Daniel Wood, the founder of Heavyset, has designed the app to help make a seamless collaboration between Adaptation and Heavyset possible. So today, I thought it'd be great to get some insight into the creator and also the inspiration behind this app, to understand more about the app and its user experience, and really bring home the value of this collaboration between Adaptation and Heavyset. So without further ado, welcome, Dan. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. And um, thank you for giving us a little bit of time today for the audience to hear a little bit about this app, which I've been raving about for the last couple of months since I found you guys. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd love for us to get started with people first getting to understand the voice behind Dan Wood. So Dan, what 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 does your career look like or or perhaps maybe you can get started with just describing how long you've been developing software for well it it goes back probably a long way i mean um i've always had an interest in computers since i was first given a hand-me-down vic 20 back when i was like seven years old or something but um i mean it mainly it mainly actually developing software probably took off in about 1996, my mum gave me a 56K modem for Christmas. And initially I was just like, you know, what the hell is this? But, um, you know, I went online, discovered the internet, um, started programming. I don't know if you've heard of it, like MIRC, like chat software. Oh, yeah. And started like messing around with that and sort of websites and things like that. And uh, I built a website for my mum's partner at the time and earned me about four grand. I was thinking, oh, you know, there's there's money in this. Sweet. So um, went to university, which I must admit I subsequently failed in about a year and a half. But um, it gave me it gave me a taste, and I sort of when I was then back home living with my mum, I was kind of staying up all night learning um, Flash. So um, just making experiments with that. And I just, I made a website, I sent it to a bunch of agencies in London. And then a week later, I was planning to move there and working with a agency called Max Wax New Media. And it just kind of took off from there, really. I went, um, I worked for a number of uh, the sort of top London agencies, either freelance or full time. And uh, it was, I don't know, probably about 2005. I started working in a startup with a friend of mine. We were, we were going to make something, it's a, I don't know, it's something pretty similar to like a, a Foursquare, uh, like photo sharing thing. Uh, it was going quite well, uh, but then we kind of run out of money and, you know, there's all these tech giants and they're like making loads of money and there's just the two of us and it's just like, this isn't working. Um, but then the iPhone came out and you know it was, i was immediately drawn to it because you know i'd always used apple products and you know i just started developing i think initially just a little timer app for just timing rest periods for working out and from there just you know more apps and you know one of them one of them sort of took off and from there i was able to slowly phase out the freelance work and then just focus on developing fitness apps full time. Wow. Okay. And when when you talk about this uh, timer app, are you referring to seconds? No. Initially, it was just a um, another app which just counted down from. It had like five buttons. Like you could have like thirty seconds, one minute, two minutes, and it just had them. And you just press which one you wanted, and it would time. It would count down from that time, and then beep at the end of it. So it was, it was really, it was just for me to easily count down a rest period, basically. Okay. And that kind of feature wasn't available natively in iOS back then, I'm guessing. Uh, iOS had the, um, it has its own counter, countdown app, but, you know, you have to use one of those scroll wheels to set the time every time. And if you say, like, say you want to rest 30 seconds between some sets and then two minutes between others, you know, there's fiddling about. And, yeah. You know, I don't like fiddling about. <laughs> so, are you? Would you regard yourself now as a iOS developer? Are you? Is that? Is that your kind of code base of choice? Is that where you do the most of your work? 
Yeah, I, uh, the most of my work is iOS. Um, I I can dabble with Android. Uh, I do some web stuff from time to time when I need to, but yeah, the majority of my time is spent uh, now coding Swift in for iOS apps. Okay, okay. And so I I just quickly mentioned seconds a, a moment ago, and I know it's quite a popular um, hit training app. Do you want to just explain what that is for a second? Because I, I guess that, uh, quote me if I'm wrong, but that was maybe your lucky break into you know really finding mass popular applications. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, seconds. Seconds is the interval timer app I designed, and it's again it, it came out of my own sort of use case. I wanted an app where I could train like hit training um, with like just some easy templates. But the feature I really wanted was to listen to kind of high intensity music through my high intensity intervals, and then more calm music through the the low intensity intervals all right so the idea behind it was you know i think there's like a video online somewhere where you can see i've got some like metallica playing in the high intensity and then something i don't know like acdc or something a bit more um not quite so hectic but uh <laughs> i mean that was the idea there was nothing like it at the time and yeah i mean it it took off so other people were sort of interested in the same thing i guess and yeah, I mean, it's had about six million downloads now. So oh wow! But it's been out. You know, I did this in July 2010 was when that was released. And I see that Joe Wicks is a is a fan of that app, and he's he's endorsed it publicly as well. So that must have helped. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, I I didn't know anything about that, and then suddenly Apple have got this um, Joe Wicks. You know. I used the seconds interval timer app to do my workouts, you know, feature on the, on the app store. And it was just like, whoa. Oh, they didn't even get that. It wasn't even a, like a joint advertising effort. It just happened. And you, you realize that your stuff's been spoken about. Yeah. Apple are really, um, they don't really give you much notice on, you know, anything about this stuff. You might get an email saying, we're thinking about promoting you. Can you give us some assets? And then, you know, you think, oh, hang on, right, stop everything, make these assets for them, send them off. And then a lot of times nothing happens. But then, you know, the other times you get something like this out of it. Nice, nice. And did that help the app take off? Did it did it change the trajectory of the your downloads per month for, you know, paying subscribers? To be honest, probably not really. I mean, the, um, the feature was only UK wide anyway, so... Um, the, the biggest market is America, basically. So, yeah, I don't know. These things that, you know, they, they have a, a little impact initially, but then, you know, it's it's gone the week after. So, mm, yeah, I, I, I suppose we naive consumers of technology assume something like that would just like, you know, it would, it would make your stuff go viral. But I'm guessing that's uh, optimism on our behalf. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest... I mean, like the app was already very successful by this point. So the biggest uh, factor, as far as I can tell, really, is just word of mouth. If you can develop something that people will use time and time again, and then other people will see them using it, and they're like, what's that? And, you know, they pass it on. That's that's what really helps. Right. Okay. And you've been out developing iOS apps, did you say, since 2010? So it's like a nine-year pursuit so far. Well, seconds was in 2010, but there was there was apps before that that have uh, fallen by the wayside. Right, right. So, a note to any budding entrepreneur or someone who wants to get into creating a killer app, it takes time, right? Oh yeah, it takes time. And out outside of seconds, and we're going to get to talk about heavy set in just a moment, uh, which will make up the majority of our conversation. Are there any other projects that? people may be aware of that are also on the app store no um there there were in the early days when i was doing it there were a a few games things like that um i made a to-do list app that was kind of um trying to gamify to-do lists uh but like none of this stuff you get like a little bit of um sort of traction and then it just it would just fall away so um, no, the only stuff that I've got on the App Store now is just um, Seconds, Heavy Set, and um, like another, the original timer app I made, which I'm actually 
currently porting into seconds anyway so wow wow and, and to be honest as as someone consuming apps and lots of them and trying to get inspiration on like what apps you might want to download whether it be games or productivity apps or entertainment apps there's just so much stuff right and you're normally governed by the top top category top charts now beyond that finding new things that might have not not might not have hit those charts is nigh and impossible so the fact that you've been able to get that level of traction and insight is um is is pretty incredible because I, I don't even know how many do you know how many apps are on that app store like it's got to be like hundreds of millions by now or something right yeah i couldn't tell you it's it's, it's too many there's there's too many apps let's put it that way and lots of apps doing very similar things right yeah of course yeah and talking about apps that do many similar things the the market for fitness based apps is i wouldn't know how to describe it in terms of monetary value but i know there are shed loads of them you know from you know hip based class things things that you can follow at home through to you know weight training apps to interval time there's there's just loads of them um and my experience with them have has been mixed um i've always looked to my phone as some some assistance in weight training so i used something called je fit or jeff fit before mm-hmm. um i used a couple other apps previously in an attempt to give me both a way to program my own training get some inspiration for type of workouts because i wasn't overly informed on how to build up my own programs at the time and then of course to track and uh, they all seem to be a little bit lackluster for me at least they always seem to be a little bit more complicated than you'd like features were buried away into the user interface so you just felt it was very clunky to get certain things done and I don't know, I just felt like there was not a lot of flexibility mid-workout to adapt and go ad hoc if you need to. So I definitely felt as a consumer um, dissatisfied with everything that I'd ever used. And they range from three to five to 10 pounds a pop. So not small investments. But for you, I guess both as a developer and someone who trains, what was the inspiration behind heavy set what triggered your thought to say actually there's something missing here and i can go make something to fill that void yeah well, i mean it was it's like you say um i was i'm just a developer of a fitness app already but i must admit i was particularly out of shape when i started um thinking about heavy set and so as i had a wedding coming up and i needed to get back into shape so <laughs> You know, I'm starting to watch YouTube and fitness videos and things like that. And, you know, I'm working out again and there's some YouTuber saying this is the app they used. And, you know, it looks simple. So I thought I'd give it a try. It's free. And I used that for a bit. And it was just, it was simple. Yeah. But it was basic. And you had to enter loads of values all the time, like even the same values over and over again, you know, so mm-hmm. like you're doing three sets of whatever weight and you've got to enter that weight again and again and again. And it's just like, this is a waste of time. I, you know, I'm constantly, you know, adding numbers and things. And like you say, if, you know, you're at the gym and um, a piece of equipment is being used and you decide to just change your workout because you don't have time to wait for it. And then the routine that you're following is just like, what do you do? You're just like, you're stuck. You've got one exercise there, but you want to do another one. And all these little, just little things started getting to me. And, you know, as a developer, I'm thinking, I can do better than this, you know? And so I just, at one point, just took it upon myself to make the app I wanted to use in the gym. And that's that. That's great. I mean, it must be it must be like a photographer who goes about life seeing everything as a as a potential still photo, right? Like when you've got the skills to develop software, and you have to experience software as part of your life. I, I guess you kind of have that that judgment with everything that you use. Is, is, is that is that the right way of explaining it? Is is there always that kind of judgment of like I could have done better than this, or that wasn't built right, or that was a bit buggy? 
Uh, yeah, to a degree, but it works both ways. I mean, some sometimes you use things and it's just, it's, you know, it is joyous. You're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do you do find, see, see faults and things, but other times you think, wow, this is good. I'm going to use this. Yeah, I, I, I guess it does cut both ways. And as, as a developer, I guess time is money for you. So whilst you're not looking to, you know, make a, a capital investment, go hire a bunch of people, you know, reoccurring OPEX costs from a bunch of developers because, hey, if I wanted to build an app, I would absolutely need to get 100% external support. Um, as someone who could at least get things off to the races by yourself, um, was it a daunting prospect building an app that you knew was going to be quite fully featured and, and required a lot from it? Because it sounds expensive. Yeah, I think, I mean, the only reason I can make Heavy Set and work on it is because of Seconds. Um, it's as simple as that, really. Right. Seconds has done, you know, it's done very well. And so Heavy Set took, I think, about eight months to develop over almost full-time work i guess um and so yeah that's a big commitment and a, a large investment um but having seen the success of seconds as well and and where it wasn't a kind of success where like a lot of apps you know they get a ton of promotion initially and then they they hit the top of the charts and they make loads of money and then they kind of disappear seconds had grown gradually year by year to a point where you know now it's offering me the ability to make other apps so i looked at heavy set as a kind of you know it's going to take a long time to do but i know there is potential there and it might take a long time to get there but i know that the you know that there is this reward at the end of it if you do it right so you were both spurred on inspired by the success of seconds plus seconds was bringing in some cash some cash flow to help support your focus on on this app for eight months when of course it's not generating any revenue for you yeah exactly yeah okay okay and um just out of interest in terms of heavy set today or or no wh- when did you start on a heavy set project let's start there um it was released uh, at the beginning of 2017 so i probably started it uh it took about eight months about april may 2016 Okay, and it's been on the market for a couple of years now. Yeah, just over just two time. years now. Okay, and has it, in your, from your point of view, has it been a success so far? Is it getting the level of press and attention and uh, downloads that you would have expected? Maybe give us a sense of of, of how popular it has become. Um, is it a success? I've, I'd say no. Um, I have to. I. I judge everything obviously compared to my other app so i might say it's not a success whereas someone else might think but hang on a minute you know that's that's doing quite well for you mm. um so you know could i live off heavy set now no not at all um okay but you know it's at the same time you know it probably does make like someone someone's income for a year do you know what i mean but it's not I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I it's... understand. You, your your bar's been set higher as a result of past experiences, and that's what you're value evaluating the success of Heavy Set from. But if you've just come out of school and you just developed it, and your living expenses were lower, and this was your first foray into development, I suspect your answer would have been different. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if if I just yeah, if I didn't have to support a family, I'm young. I I released this app. I'd be over the moon probably. <laughs> got it, got it. And sometimes you need to reflect and look at things in that in in that in that frame of mind too, right? I appreciate we always want to, you know, push the goalposts further, expect more from ourselves, expect more from last year. And absolutely we should, right? You know, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? And whether it's business or personal. But at the same time, it's hard to break break through the noise of the internet. Whether it's apps or whether it's articles, whether it's videos, whether it's social media, it's increasingly hard, right? As there's more and more proliferation of stuff, good stuff and lots of bad stuff. And breaking free of all of that noise can be a bloody challenge. Mm. Um, So in terms of um, monthly download rates or overall download volume for Heavy Set, how's that looking so far? 
overall so far it's had about 120,000 downloads um I'm not entirely sure what that is on a monthly basis that, that's two years that's, that feels pretty good I mean I, would you know from a benchmark perspective how good or bad that is within your sector in your specific area of fitness apps well I mean this is the thing I mean seconds and heavy set are obviously in the same category so I can see like put it seconds gets about 100,000 downloads a month oh. so heavy sets getting 120,000 in two years you know there's there's a big gap to um to fill yeah i guess it's a different user experience though as well right the popularity of home-based hit workouts and the accessibility of that for you know joe public people with like relatively low skill relatively low confidence relatively low income perhaps they can all afford to get you know a hit workout on youtube download seconds and crack on um buying the the training app the weight training app heavy set requires that they go to a gym that they care about training that they understand that they should care about things such as progressive overload and i guess just because of that nature it's a smaller market albeit still within the fitness industry i'm not sure i agree um no? Oh, okay no i think because there are apps out there that are doing you know probably as good if not better than seconds um that do this kind of thing you know strong is probably the prime example mm. but the advantage they have is they've been out a long time and they're kind of at number one on anything like workout logger workout tracker when you search for any of those things they're number one and that is the that's the driver of downloads and I think even if you type in heavy set, I think they come up as well. It would be an ad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's Apple that, that they do that. They kind of when you buy ads, they you can put on like this search match thing, and they think you know any app that's kind of had similar users downloading it, they'll oh yeah, that's kind of a match. So if someone's searching for it, pop it up in front of you, of uh, of what you're searching for. Right, right, and and by comparison. Um, I've used Strong or I've, I've briefly had a little go at it. And I, I agree it's popular. I wouldn't say it was a particularly good user experience. I mean, I, I'm not going to knock it. I just didn't. I, in comparison, your app feels better. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a different business model as well, right? Are, are they subscription-based? I, I think they are. But I mean, I, I haven't used their app. Um, I, other than the app that I was using, prior to heavy set i and when i made the decision to build my own app i purposefully i haven't used any others because i don't want to be influenced by what they're doing oh you don't but you don't have any kind of curious kind of competitive insight mentality of like let me just see what these guys are up to no no i just because that doesn't that's it kind of goes against the way i work you know because okay. when i you know i i take my app to the gym i use it i find a problem and then I come home and I'll fix it. You know, it's it's probably a very selfish way of working, to be honest, because like I have made an app for me, and that's what I expect everyone else to use. So I love that though. I love that, Dan, because everything that I'm doing is a solution to myself with the hope that others can benefit from. And I don't think that's uncommon. I think many entrepreneurs or people that put content out there or or try and offer value. They've tried to solve their own problems first, whether it's they've had a, you know, an illness or a disease or or they felt unhappy or, you know, they've, they've, they've been out of shape or whatever it is. Typically, you start solving problems for yourself and realize that there might be some value for others. So I, th I think it's great. The fact you're not some, you know, serial entrepreneur who care, doesn't care at all about the gym, doesn't care at all about fitness, and you're trying to code a, a you know, a training app, which is a very specific kind of training app i don't think that would have worked unless you were trying to solve it for yourself no i agree and so that's why you know that's why they want to kind of look in other apps and pick and you know pick and mix of people's other features because um i don't know if then it would all come together cohesively as a whole um you know i mean it might work like that i mean i, mean, I guess other people do that sort of thing i'm so sure other people looking at your them. app <laughs> 
What's that? I'm sure other people are looking at your app. Other competitors are looking at yours. I'm sure they are. Well, well I hope so. But I mean, <laughs> hopefully, they're paying a subscription as well, or the the fee. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. You get all, you, you can try all the features for free. So yeah, true. There's true. no need. So talking about features, then let's pivot to that. So you know, I can wax a recall about yours on a, another podcast independently, but whilst we have the creator on the line. I wondered, in, in your words, um, how you would describe Heavyset's core set of features. You know, a, a layman or, you know, a lifter that is struggling with, you know, a valuable experience in the gym. What would you describe Heavyset's core features and kind of value proposition to be for that individual? I guess it's the way that you can either import or design your own kind of really detailed routines but despite being really detailed and um letting you kind of drive they kind of drives the workout for you so you don't need to think while you're actually working out it's still flexible in that you, you can swap exercises whenever you need to you can change the routine however you want as you're doing it you know mm -hmm. if if you're not feeling 100% one day you can just say well, okay well, I've, I'm done with this exercise I don't you know don't need to do this it's so it's this kind of flexibility and i think you 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 said it at the beginning and you said it was simple but powerful and the thing that i the kind of motto that's been underlying the development is, is similar it's like simple but not basic you know mm -hmm. because i think some people confuse simplicity with just it's basic you know basics always simple so you know, it allows you to create very kind of detailed routines with training maxes and intensities, and it will do all the calculations for you. Um, often when you're doing that kind of thing, you don't need to enter any values at all. You can just hit log set when you're done, and it tells you what you're doing next. And everything is, you know, everything can be timed. And yeah, it just, it does everything for you, other than the work. <laughs> yeah, the hardest bit <laughs> yeah the hardest bit but but you know what workouts are hard enough when you're trying to like code your own experience like it, it is it is a ball ache I, I when you spoke about apps where they ask you to you know repeat add the same information all the time it is frustrating but what i love about your app um is one that flexibility 100 percent that on the fly adaptation of a workout to serve the fact that you might want to do another set or you might want to stick another exercise in, or you might want to change the order, or you might want to change the relative intensity and have it calculate for you. You know, it does those things incredibly well. It adds brand new exercises easily without like a restrictive idea of things that you must add, because that's the only stuff in the database. So complete flexibility that way. I also think the track inside of the, the house, though, is great. Like the fact that you can see visual representations of the progress that you've made within the workout or outside of the workout. You can cut and slice the data that you're collecting in different ways. You can resume workouts if you've accidentally terminated them. You can it's just it just feels like you've you've come across roadblocks in using this app and gone, ah, oh, I'd like to see the data this way. I'd like to see my total volume, not just my you know max weight lifted on this workout i want to see i want to see the progress i've made through time you know i want to be able to resume a workout i want to add in new exercises i guess you found these missing features and added them and it feels that way it feels like you've left relatively speaking no stern no stone unturned for that user as they're getting through their workout yeah i mean that's 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 kind of it really i mean uh, the way i build software is you know if you imagine it like um code being like a lump of clay and then i just sculpt it into this kind of you know what it is that i need and so you know you're, you're pulling out a bit here to to fill that feature and you know tweaking this over here and just getting it to be like i mean it may like the, the code itself may not be the nicest code <laughs> let's put let's get that out there but um 
I don't the, get to ex- see it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the way I see it. You know, the, it has to be from the user's point of view. That's the point that matters. So when you're using it, it has to be good to use. So that's what I aim for. So yeah, you know, I'd like you say, I went to the gym, I'd like to know my progress because it's motivational. So, you know, I like to see if I'm nearly at my new one rep max or if I'm about to beat my all-time volume or you know these things like they matter while I'm working out and I don't want to have to back out of the workout and then go through several menus and find my personal records or find my volume graph or you know I I want that information there because it's motivational so yeah that's that's sort of the angle I came at it from. You you almost sounded a bit like Michelangelo uh, a second ago because I think he has a quote which sounds similar about um, creating the the statue of David and saying you know that David already existed I just had to chip away at the stone until I found him it sounds a bit like what you're doing with code yeah yeah I guess so yeah <laughs> there you go you had a you had a profound message for us all there hidden within that um, okay that's cool um, in terms of um user experience uh, you know i think it is fantastic one thing you've done incredibly well though is and this is something i grapple with a little bit i have an instinct to want to have pretty like pretty things like glossy you know experiences things that i create things that i use but sometimes gloss gets in the way of functionality you know and and i felt that i've used other apps that Honestly, they might look a little bit better than yours in terms of, you know, the general aesthetic and theme and, you know, color palette. But it's prohibitive. Their their obsession about look has got in the way of user experience because now it's limited, it's rigid, it's inflexible. And um, I don't know if that was a design principle of yours, but I mean, yours is like black and green and it's um, it's kind of code-esque in nature. <laughs> um, but... And, and it can look a little bit messy at times because there's a lot of buttons, but the buttons, once you get your head around it, make perfect sense and things are placed in the right way and you can do various um, gestures to get to certain features. I can see you thought about this a lot, but you haven't obsessed about uh, an aesthetic which is perhaps you know popularized, but then forms rigid, rigidity. Is that has that been purposeful, Dan? Uh, I wouldn't say it was purposeful necessarily. Um... I would like it to look better, probably, but you're right in that it does add that level of, uh, you know, rigidity. Um, I mean, if I, because I mean, I studied graphic design when I was younger, but I'm no, by no means a good graphic designer. But I mean, what I can do is of a acceptable standard, I think. So if I had someone else then producing these designs, then I have to know what i'm doing first and that is often isn't the case mm-hmm. you know because you do you you can you can plan something and you can make prototypes and paper prototypes and all these different things but once you're there in the gym and you're doing something if it's not right then i can just come home and change it and you know okay it may not be the most the beautiful thing but you know, I don't have to then rely on someone that costs a lot of money to design the thing that would look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think you're right. I mean, yeah, when when you create those kind of themed templates, which again may have a bit more gloss and a bit more aesthetic appeal, you're you're stuck within that theme, right? And um, you clearly don't have that restriction. That being said, that application is not ugly. It's 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 well designed. It's intuitive, and the fact. That we're collaborating. Um, <laughs> the user experience of the the hyper workout stuff just looks really glossy, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, by no means is it unattractive. It's just to at today's standard of kind of you know app aesthetic, it might not be completely bang on the money. But what it does has it kind of reeks of kind of customer customization. It reeks of like the ability for the individual to kind of own their workout versus the as I say the rigidity of aesthetic over quality so now mm. I, I really appreciate that personally i mean like the aesthetic side of things is the most time consuming aspect of development as well 
you know i know developers that will sort of uh they'll you know they'll work on like an animation for i don't know days it seems to just get that split second timing right and it's just you know i don't have that kind of luxury to you know to spend money doing that basically so you know you get stock animations that yeah ios provide yeah now and it and it works really well man okay well let's pivot a little bit from from that then uh dan so we've spoken about you know this this collaboration and you know there's no financial collaboration per se but um you have enabled uh seamless collaboration between adapt nation and heavy set and i just wanted to explain for the audience what that looks like so um Basically, you've enabled for me to be able to share the hyper workouts training blocks, of which there are dozens, simply um, within an end user's app within just a couple of clicks of a button. So if anyone goes through to adaptnation.io to get to a hyper workouts training block they like the look of, they, they might have watched the videos, they've looked at the design intent, they've looked at the program concept and they go, you know what, I want to follow that. They press import to heavy set. They open up their Heavyset app and automatically, by magic, it's asking if you want that app, uh, that routine loaded into the app. It's beautiful. It works so well. And then with that, you're not just getting a sense of we want to do these exercises. You've got exercises, reps, sets, rest times, relative intensities if we want those included. Tempos are included into that as well. You can program for supersets. If I program supersets, they show up in your app as a superset. But on top of that, you've also included, or you you enable me to include a summary of each of those hyper workout training blocks, so people can get a sense of what they're about to sign up to. Give a bit of a bit of space for some graphics, so there's cohesiveness between that nation.io um, page and your app. It's even got color coding to match how our, our our workouts are coded. So it's it's a beautiful thing, and the aesthetic implementation of these to, uh, of the marriage between heavy set and adaptation uh, hyper workouts, I think, is glorious. But more importantly, from there, it enables people uh, enables people to track their workouts so easily um, with the focus on weight or volume progression, and with the latest hyper workouts which are just about to release which are the april 19 hyper workouts we're actually kind of gamifying um this new training block and we're doing two things and it's really enabled because of heavy set the first thing is flexibility so we're building in basically more exercises than the individual could or would want to do in any given workout with the view that they select half of them so there'll be 10 different exercises select five which means that each and every workout that you repeat or every week that you repeat that workout, you could effectively have a different workout. And then okay. there's, a, there's a free play area where you know you, I give them guidance as to what type of exercise to put in, but they can choose anything they wish. So f- ultimate flexibility whilst maintaining a focus on one strength exercise and a bias towards a certain set of muscles per um, workout itself. So your app enables that. And then the second thing your app enables, which is brilliant, is the gamification of volume. So for me, like, and anyone who's worth their salt in this space recognizes that progressive overload is the most important thing for effectively muscle adaptation and growing and developing muscle mass, is you have to, through time, increase the volume you impose upon your body and create new stimulus. And whilst that sounds obvious when you think about it, implementing that week after week after week after week one becomes almost impossible and two is quite difficult to track you've nailed the tracking piece and because of your kind of almost real-time feedback on overall training volume i'm setting goals for both myself and anyone who follows this hyper workout to improve their total workout volume every week so there's a five to ten percent goal increase incremental increase expected per workout so say for example i'll do ten thousand kilograms of total volume within a given workout for the next workout we'll be looking to do uh eleven thousand or or just under and your app enables that kind of in-flight tracking as well as like kind of historical review so you know okay i need to add another set or i'm going to do an you know i'm going to put some more weight on the bar or I'm going to add some extra reps 
or maybe I'm going to add an extra free play exercise. But it centers and focuses the individual on the thing that matters most, which is next week has got to be more demanding than the week before. And that's, I'm so excited about that because I don't think other apps would have allowed me the flexibility to express this fundamental concept in such an intuitive and gamified way. Did you have any thoughts on that? Like whether you you think you know, that makes sense and whether that kind of matches the philosophy of how the app was designed? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like this, the whole, this kind of whole feature kind of came about, didn't it? When I came up with like the the text import because people are always asking, how can I import workouts from like a friend or something like that? And, you know, there was a way, but it was it was tedious or you had to have someone send it to you. So the whole text imports where you could just bring in something as it's like, you'd write it down. If you were just, someone was explaining it to you, you'd write, you know, three sets of whatever reps and everything. So then you contacted me, didn't you about like that, you know, this, this really works for us. Would you be able to do this kind of thing? And like that sparked an idea where, yeah, okay. That, that actually does sound really good. Um, that's how that kind of whole thing came about. But like the volume thing, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I was coming from earlier. But it's this is when you see that increasing like week by week, it is it's, it it inspires you to keep pushing, doesn't it? I mean, there's been several workouts that I've done where it's just like, oh, if I just do one more set, I'll beat this volume record or, you know, it gives you that added sort of impetus and, you know, I see people in the gym, you know, they're still writing in their pads, like, you know, which is obviously it's a good way of logging all your workouts, but you can't get that feedback, can you? You know, if you ask them how much volume did you do last week, it's they're going to take ages calculating all that. So, Absolutely. If I ask someone to follow the April 19 hyper workouts, uh, just like by themselves with a pen and paper, uh, it would be too much. It'd be so much to ask. I would get zero participation. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? But, but, and I think people respond to two things. One, you know, ease, right? Which your, uh, this little collaboration enables um, ease of being able to follow and track the workouts as needed. But secondly, gamification, uh, you know, whether, whether we think we're beyond that or not, the reality is we all, all like to win new badges or, improve a little bit from last week and if the app can be uh, a be a supportive aid towards guiding the end user towards the end experience which is going to deliver the outcome and done in a fun way in an intuitive way in a real-time way then I think all the power to the individuals following the workout so listen man that 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 little kind of feature has meant a lot to me personally and hopefully people using the service will agree um, and talking about usage of, this, of, of the app, obviously it is a paid-for app, and it should be because there's a ton of value and a lot of time and effort gone into it. But there is also a free trial mechanism. And I just wondered if you could just explain how that works, inclusive of how it works if people wanted to trial two things at once, both your app and uh, any given hyper-workouts program. Yeah, so the app is a free download. Um, there is an upgrade uh, as you mentioned, but you can use the app as much as you like. The limitation is you can only um, you can only use a routine that you program once. So, if you find that you're enjoying the app and you want to, you know, you're using it the week after, and you want to use that routine again, then that's kind of when you have to decide. Okay, am I going to use this going forward? If so, I'm going to have to pay and use this routine. Or, I mean, alternatively, you could just program it again, but then you're, you know, you're wasting time rather than money in that sense, or spending time rather than money. It's not a waste. <laughs> yeah, so you, you're effectively saying the limitation is you can do an ad hoc workout and, and basically log stuff on the fly based on what you're doing in the gym, or you can code up your own routine or import one, such as a hyper-workouts training block, but only perform that that workout once on a kind of free of charge basis. If you wanted to repeat that workout, that's when the upgrade path uh, is needed. Is that right? Yeah, or a routine. So, I mean, I think technically you could, you can't import the same routine and use that again. That's That's been um, managed. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you were to just, you know, rewrite it, I think that would 
be allowable but i mean at that point you've got to ask yourself what you're doing yeah of course of course and and in terms of um importing adaptations routines um the same kind of free trial offer work still because i i know what would be a limiting factor for end users is if your app was free to trial but the use of hyper workouts wasn't free because of some feature limitation i think you've addressed that too is that correct yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if you've stumbled across the app because you've seen somewhere where you can import workouts, you'll be able to import those workouts and use all the routines that you've imported one time, like uh, as if you had created your own. So, you know, there isn't, you're not going to import workouts that you find and find as a paywall straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. It gives people a chance to get ahead around both experiences. Is the, is the routine that, you know, we're prescribing useful and is your, is your app? Uh, a pleasant experience so that's great Alrighty, dan um i, I had one kind of last question before we kind of close on this chat which is obviously you know oh, let me let me let me just double let me just make sure that this statement is correct this is your full-time job right developing these applications is that is that fair that is fair yeah yeah okay so with that in mind i guess there is a roadmap of sorts in terms of uh, desirable features you'd like to add to the application through time whilst i'm not <laughs> expecting this to be a kind of a roadmap feature of you at a high level kind of visionary i would say the next 12 months or so do you have an, an idea of the kind of features users can expect that they might get excited about I would like to add uh, watch app support, like Apple Watch. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I've tried it in the past, and you know, while the interface was working well on the watch, uh, I have kind of um, database sync issues. It's because the database is to work well, it has to. Uh, actually, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, don't get into this. Don't get into the techie detail, but it just no. doesn't seem to jive that well. No. Um, so yeah, we'd, we'd like to add watch app support. Um, also, uh, cloud storage. So and and user accounts, so that you know you can log in and then you know, lose your device, but not lose all your data. That sort of thing. Um, to where the kind of importing and of, of workouts such as your own. Um, I'd like to add maybe some sort of library where users can submit their workouts but the question about that is how to manage it because mm. i'm sure you'd get a lot of just awful routines uploaded by anyone so if and you, I don't, you don't want to, you that, don't want to manage other people's workouts say for example i want to make an edit to a routine i've put to your library uh, but now you're responsible for having that updated on my behalf or at least replacing the old one with the new one yeah, you don't want to burden yourself with other other people's mess. No, exactly. Um, so there's some thought around that, but I mean, there's there's something perhaps there. Um, that's really it at the moment. I mean, as I like, I say, I have to I have to juggle with two apps. So um, and where seconds is the higher performer, uh, quite a lot of the work the priority goes into that. All right, and maybe maybe just give us a sense of where that one's going. So. I've not used it personally because I've, I've not really been into hip-based training or, or kind of interval-based training uh, to any large degree. But in terms of the kind of user experience and what makes it so popular, do you want to just quickly describe that app for us too, just just in case people are interested in that style of working out? Well, yeah, I mean, Seconds is uh, like an interval training app. So it has various templates to make common interval training workouts. So you can just have a standard kind of high-low, high-low intensity uh, workout, or you can have like more of a circuit training. So you're doing, I don't know, squats and then push-ups and then sit-ups, and you know, each with a rest in between and then a rest between the sets, and then you repeat it or more like the CrossFit Tabata style where you, you perform the same exercise over and over again and then move to another exercise. So it's just a, an easy way to create timers for these for these workouts. And in terms of that, I mean, that's kind of the same um, direction. I want to move that so that come more online. So your, your data is saved online. If you swap devices, your data is still there. It's easy to transport. Like if you swap platforms, your data is still there. And um, again, there's 
tempted to try and do i mean like a maybe a social aspect so people can see what other people are, what workouts they're doing and maybe think oh i'll give that a try and then they can just try it straight away okay. um and i've also like i think at the beginning we talked about um the first app i made which was a timer app that is now going into seconds because i mean it was just weird that i've got this one app that has this purpose and then another one that has a very kind of similar purpose but they're separate so that'll be in the next update so okay and you said something that kind of um, piqued my interest when you was describing seconds a while ago the original intent which was to play different music kind of tempoed music depending on whether you're at your kind of green zone or red zone is 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 that a, a, a feature that still exists because that sounds kind of cool yeah yeah each interval can have its own music assigned to it so um that could be a song a playlist a genre or something like that and um if you sort of set your high intensity to play one playlist like your you know intense playlist and then your low intensity could play another playlist while you're um you know catching your breath that's pretty smart that's still there yeah that's pretty smart uh, do you have any i guess you don't have a uh, clear idea as to what features people use or not because once in the hands of the user and their device you don't i guess you don't get a lot of kind of feedback as to what what they use most uh i do when it goes wrong okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i never hear the end of it yeah so um it, a lot of people use the music um because that had issues at one point so i had a lot of people contacting me about that uh, and that, another nice thing about seconds is it has text to speech, so it'll tell you, you know, what's happening. So it'll be, you know, it'll say like, up next squats for thirty seconds, and then it'll count you down, and then you'll start that one, and then it'll be up next rest for ten seconds, and it kind of talks you through the workout, which is quite a nice thing. It's kind of like your own personal trainer. Nice, nice. It's replacing Joe Wicks to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't got his charisma. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Great. Well, listen, I, I sincerely and honestly wanted to thank you for the creation of an app, which um, is giving me a lot of personal pleasure. And hopefully, uh, given the collaboration, will enable others to, to receive that same goodness. So thank you sincerely my friend. And um, in terms of how people find the app, I'm guessing that's pretty straightforward. But do you want to just run people through, you know, what it's called, where to find it, and if they want more information about Runloop or Heavyset, where to go find that too? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want the app, just head to the App Store on your iPhone, um, type in Heavyset in the search bar, and it should be, it'll be the first result unless <laughs> someone has an ad there, where it'll be underneath. Um, and seconds, if you want to try that, you can just type seconds interval time or, or seconds will do, and it'll probably be the top result. Uh, for more information about Runloop and the apps, you can go to runloop.com. And yeah, okay. that's where and you'll find I, us. I, I must ask this because I think um, it's probably a question on, on certain people's minds, which is this is a iOS-centric discussion. Is there any intent of, well, I guess, do you have the capability technically or otherwise to have this on other platforms? My experience with developing for you know, the other platform is that it's just not worth it, unfortunately. Right. It's just, Economically, it's off. just not as sound for you to invest. Yeah. I mean, it would have to, the app would have to be doing so well that I can just, the iOS version can pay for the Android version, basically, which is what Seconds is in that position. But heavy set is not by a long yeah. way. So, so yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the of it. Uh, what people are hearing is it's encouraging people to go and get their, Get get the proper platform. <laughs> I'm biased. I've, I've, I've been an, I've been an Apple fanboy. Oh, no, no, I don't want to. Add, I'm tens, not get to that. tens of years now, so I have a very very strong bias, an unfair one. But um, I'm glad it's on iOS because I would not I would not be converting to Android anytime soon. Well, listen, Dan, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the insight, um, both in terms of your business and your career and the inspiration behind the app as well as just giving everyone a little bit more of an idea of what Heavyset does. Um, yeah, I look forward to continuing to work with you and releasing more um, hyper workouts onto the app. And listen, I wish you all the best over the next year. And hopefully the app gets the level of uh, download and attention that it deserves because it truly is amazing. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for letting me talk about it. It's been uh, it's been a fun experience. Cool. All righty, man. Listen, take care, man. Yep. Thank you. Bye. What do you think, guys? It was a cool discussion, right? Has it, has it made you want to learn how to develop software and 
get out there and go create a couple of killer apps because it has definitely made me feel that way. But in the interim, I'm going to go train. And if you want to go check out Heavyset, it is dead simple. I'm actually going to put all the links into the show notes. But if you simply go to adaptnation.io forward slash hyperworkouts, you'll see a bunch of our hyperworkout training blocks there ready to go. Click on one of those and you'll see how you then easily press a button and import our training blocks directly into Heavyset and away you go with a free trial. Get involved, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Enjoy. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.